I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, 90-day fam. Welcome to 90-day fiancé of season two, episode four. I am Ashley Bowden. I am hanging out with my girls. We have Linda and Swee, who has all the tea every week. Hey, Linda. Hi, guys. And we have Emily, who is going to be bringing us our special segment, right, Emily? Yes. Hey, everyone. Excited to talk more drama. <laughs> yes. And we have Sanamor, who is going to be manning down the live chat because the live chat is lit every week. So we are ready for you. Sanaa's ready for you guys. Okay. Talk to me. <laughs> you Ladies, so this episode, like I said, we're on episode four of 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way. Um, a lot happening this episode, but I want to get your overall thoughts of what you felt about the energy of the episode and what transpired. What did you ladies think? I'll go. Uh, I thought that it was laying down the foundation for what's coming next. I don't think it was like necessarily a fast paced episode. Uh, I do think though that Armando and Jenny um, and even Ariella all had like important things going on where they were laying the foundation for what's next for them. So I appreciated the detail in that, but like, as far as like drama or stuff going on, I didn't feel like there was a lot for this episode. Yeah. I felt like it was an emotional. Yeah. I kind of agree. Like it, there was moments of like, uh, cause there's a lot of emotion leading up to what's going to happen next. So it's, they're, they're taking, they're all taking really big steps. And so we're in the process of them kind of putting all those pieces together to like make their, their big move happen. So I feel like it wasn't like an establishing episode where we're like, all right, we're going to, we have to get all these kind of stones in a way, you know, laid out so that um, hopefully their new lives can start. Okay. What what were your overall thoughts of the episode? Whole time, I really wanted Brittany to pass me the Patron or the Pat Ron because she knows good and well that she can't have it in her country, in that country. But in my country, we could definitely have it. So I knew for me, I just, <laughs> on some of the parts, I was a little shocked. But I think it definitely gave a great intro for next week's episode, too. Agreed, <laughs> agreed. Yeah, I thought that, like Emily said, like someone said, and like Linda said, I thought that this, episode definitely laid the foundation of the drama to come we saw they they teased us they spoon fed us a little bit of drama um and then especially at the end of the episode we saw like an entire explosion so let's not delay any further let's just dive into these couples and really get into the nitty-gritty let's start with jenny and submit so we saw jenny head back to india after her and submit have been separated for five months uh, she greeted him with a kiss. There's a lot of affection happening. Um, he revealed that he has moved to another part of the city to save money. Um, so Jenny probably wasn't sure what she was getting herself into, and neither were we as the viewers, but we saw them arrive to their new home. And um, they had a housewarming ceremony to clear out any of the negative energy, all of that good stuff. There was also a cow there, a whole cow that was supposed to bring health, wealth, and prosperity. Uh, but we also found out that the crime ratio in this new neighborhood um, was is heightened versus where they lived before. Um, I have a couple questions for you, ladies. Was we saw the cow there? We saw the cow taking a number two. So was the cow poop a bad omen? Do we feel like that there was like something with that? And then my second question for you is, do we believe that the situation with Jenny and Submit is true love? Because I know for me personally, since last season, I've been trying to figure out the why behind this couple and I cannot put it together. What do you ladies think? And live chat, feel free to dive in now. Please let us know. 
Then I was well, for me, first off, um, the cow, I already know their house is still probably smelly from the cow poop. And I, I you know, I wonder if someone has to clean it, if it was Submit who cleaned it, or if it was Jenny. You know, maybe that's some good, extra good luck, maybe. I, I know it might, I don't know, it might be a little bad luck, but we're going to be positive. Maybe it was the extra good luck, a sprinkle of good luck. That means, you know, you guys' relationship will last. Now, th- moving her into that house or that apartment and she even looked at it. First first off, I know it's a lot going on, but when she walked in and said, it's beautiful. And it was just that bed with that with that 2002 um, bed she cut the comforter and everything. She knows that it's not beautiful. She did. I'm like, girl, you did not need to lie to this man. He just, he just wanted you to have a roof over your head for you both to be together. You don't have to go lying, saying it's beautiful and stuff. You you know, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Like they said, they're going to rebuild it and make it their own. But Submit knows what's up. And he moved far away because he knows that his, his um, ex-wife or maybe still wife, um, her parents don't play. And he made it very far enough to where they can't come kick you know, kill him or do anything like that. <laughs> oh my God. You bring up a good point about the cow poop or the cow manure because it is used as fertilization. So maybe it was fertilizing their relationship. I think that's a great point. Yeah. So in Indian culture, like a, like the cow is like a sacred, sacred animal. So... So I feel like, so this moment when I saw the cow, I was like, okay, like it didn't throw me off. I didn't think anything of it. I I would be a little like, it's a little disarming to like see that as the first view is like in your first home, (laughs) like walking into your first home. But I, but also I feel like Jenny should understand, like should know they've been together for enough time that she should understand that like he would want to do these types of like ceremonies and these types of customs, especially since she's moving there for him. Um, but I think it's a it's a fixer upper the little pl- the place. So they're gonna have to work a little bit together to make it their home. So it's gonna be tough though. I would be a little uh, the fact that they, what did they say like two and a half hours or something they drove mm-hmm. around the city before they even went, and I would be very suspicious if I just had like a nineteen hour flight or twenty four hour flight. And there was no place for me to go. Well, you know, they're on a budget. So everything is DIY. Totally. So it's just, that's going to be their spinoff show. They're going to have a DIY uh, <laughs> home makeover edition for their, <laughs> their, their house. Linda, what are your thoughts about? Linda, Linda's having a moment. <laughs> yeah. Cause you all are funny. I love it. Um, so I guess my first issue was, um, as a person that travels a lot, I think that Jenny A should not have been surprised by any of this. Um, I do, I did have a problem um, when they finally pulled up to the the house, and it looked like, from what I saw, and I paused it, that Jenny paid for the cab ride. Well, this woman just traveled like a literal day to get to you, and she has to pay for this two and a half hour cab ride because you chose a place way far out of the city. So that was my first issue. And then my second issue was like, okay, you've been there three times, Jenny, you've lived there before. And why did you not have these ceremonies in your previous places? And why are you acting surprised? And why are you acting like you don't know anything about Indian culture and, and what it means for prosperity, for luck, for wealth, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Why are you acting surprised? Like, you should know these things. You've lived in the country, exactly. and you just said in this episode how much you love India. You yeah, love the hustle and bustle it's of like it. It's like she was so, there for the first time. Exactly. So you either know it or you don't know it. But don't act like you're surprised by their traditions. We all know for a fact that you've been there at least three times, and you've lived there before. Mm-hmm. So that was my my whole thing. Um, I'm going to jump on uh, what Sana said as well. Um, I think that there might be more to the story and a reason why he picked a place so far away, two and a half hours from the city where 
because you, you remember, guys, I said this last week, his parents actually don't really know that she's coming back and he's going to live with her. He hasn't had that conversation yet. So hide her in a corner where she can't be found like last time. I don't know. There might be some truth to that. And like the first wife, like he's still trying to like get a divorce. So maybe he's trying to hide from that as well. Exactly. He's trying to hide a lie. I don't think he, he made that a secret. He also said, we heard him say this. And I think the previous episode, and he may have said it in this episode, he said, no one can, where we're living now, no one can come and basically interrupt our situation. So he was very clear about that. So you, you ladies might be onto something there. Samit probably did strategically move far away. It's not just a money-saving effort. It's a peacekeeping effort and it's a stay out of my business effort. So Okay. And in the chat, and in the chat, they're agreeing. They're agreeing. Yeah. Um, shout out to Ray Della Lewis. She said in the chat, they are in the hood. And that's something else I thought about in India when she said they went from a gate man to no gate. Well, so. it was ten ten didn't he say ten dollars? Someone got murdered for ten dollars. Yeah, he did say that. That's terrifying. They need to move. Do we think, just really quick overall about this couple, do we think this is a true love situation with Jenny and Summit? Linda, I know we've been trying to figure this out since last season. What is it? What's the draw with these two? Is it true love or are there ulterior motives? I mean, well, when it comes down to um, Jenny, she doesn't have anything for you to take. So what are you going to take? Her, her daughter's couch? She doesn't have anything for you to take. So I think this might just be going into the love part of things because I was skeptical last season. But this season, I think it might be love because, I mean, he has nothing to take. And on top of that, um, she moved all the way to India and she's going to stay in this dangerous hood with him. So I don't really know the games. I don't really know what they would gain. I mean, I... Go ahead, Emily. Oh no! I mean, I was just gonna say that I'm I'm get, still getting to know this couple, right? But from what I can see, I feel like it might be more companionship than it is love. That Jenny, you know, Jenny is a little bit older. That there is like an age difference, and I think maybe there is just she's so afraid because she doesn't have money. She doesn't have any like any material assets. So I feel like she just doesn't want to be by herself and, and she found someone that wants to be. So I, I don't see the love there yet. And maybe, maybe you guys can convince me, but I'm still trying to find it. I think, I think Jenny is in love with him and here's why. I think that. <laughs> Good. Tell me, I need to know. Inform well, me. <laughs> because I think of their history she could have dropped this long time ago when, you know, we know that he catfished her from the very, very beginning. And as soon as he actually revealed who, who he really was, she still stuck it out. Then she stuck it out by selling all of her stuff. She used to work at a beautiful resort in Palm Springs. She sold all her stuff and moved to India uh, that very first time. Didn't work out because the family said no. She came back. What did she do? Go on a national TV show and go and move back and find out after all these years that he's been married for the past two and a half years. What does she do? She goes back a third time. So I feel like, and she said something in this episode that was so telling to me. She said that um, in the beginning, she said, this is it for me. Like this is, this is, if this doesn't work out, this is it for me. And so I think that she has invested so much of her time and energy and her money and her life that she, is putting it all on this one relationship. So do I think that she's in love with him? I don't know. This remains to be seen. But she loves him in the fact that this is it for her in her mind. Okay. I could see that. I could see that too. All right. So let's move on to Devin and Jihoon. So Devin gears up to go back to South Korea. Uh, and this time around, her mom is joining her to help her with the move and all of that. Um, our girl Drusilla makes a grand reappearance. She's she's turned into a big girl. I was happy to see that. She's now four years old. Um, Devin brings up a good point that Drusilla does not understand that they're actually moving for good. 
And she's concerned that Jihoon, like we've all been concerned and expressed this, that Jihoon has not and will not get his stuff together. Um, Jihoon has revealed that he's actually very nervous about Devin's arrival because he says that he exaggerated, well, we'll call it a lie, um, to Devin about actually having a job. He revealed that he does not actually have a job but he's only doing a side job doing deliveries, which he anticipates making three to 4,000 a month. Um, he says that he lied about this because he knew that if he didn't, Devin wouldn't come back to Korea. Is Devin making a big mistake by uprooting the new baby and Drusilla and herself and kind of causing some chaos in her home, her, her home life with her family that has been supporting her? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, do you want to talk about it? Yes, I do think. First of all, I'm. This just makes me speechless because they have a baby. They bring this baby across the country yet again, and this man doesn't have a job. First of all, I, I need to know what delivery service that you could do part time for three to four k a month. Ooh, let can me I know. Okay, <laughs> let me know. Let me know. Is this DoorDash? I mean, okay. let me know what app. Okay, but can I just mention something? He's making that number up because you have to remember, <laughs> he said if, yeah. if only if he works morning, afternoon, and overnight. <laughs> so you're trying to say you're going to work like 24-hour shift to make that money? Like oh your part-time side hustle? I, I just have to throw that part in. Yeah, that is very I, true. I I'm, don't under. Yeah, I, I sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just I don't understand why why these women keep making these really bad decisions about the men in their lives <laughs> because like he did it again. Like he lied to you and he, you're you're moving across the, the world to see to, to like uproot your whole life. Like it's so frustrating to me that like they're that like she. I, I feel like it's like a confidence thing. Like she doesn't have enough confidence in herself to like make this work that like, she's like putting everything on him. And like, even though she did get the apartment and stuff like that, I just, I don't, I, 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 don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's about, about uh, Devin at all. I don't think that it's a confidence issue with her. I think that she doesn't know if Devin say, if Jihoon is telling Devin that he has a job, he has a place, the last episode we saw him say that he can make up to seven to eight thousand. So she's only going by what he's telling her. She's not there yet. So my concern and my wonder about this is why what is it? Why does he not want to get a job? Like what what's holding him back from being responsible? You have four people to take care of. I'm not like that's the part I don't get. Do you know it's what I mean? Like, his pride. His what? Remember when he was doing the whole stuff with the phones, the iPhones, and he got this really big fine? Yeah. Like, maybe take that off, right? Yeah. So maybe, you know, it was dealing with some fraud, you know, like different things. I don't want to say fraud too much, but, you know, he was in that lifestyle. Do you think so, it's his family? Like, cause, cause there was that whole like lunch, like whole dinner or lunch with his friends. And even his friends were kind of really upset was, with him. I was about, just about kind of how he's acting. And so I'm wondering, like, can they help? Can they help no. like, push him in the right direction? I just no. Like kind of floundering here. And, and he needs, like you said, he needs to support, you know, a family of four. I mean, his, his friend said that he's making a fool out of Korean men. So again, my question, I guess, is what is it? Like, what is it, even if you're friends, just like how Samit's friends called him out last episode, if your friends are calling you out, why? They must know something. And why is it that you don't want to work like, or can't work? Or, yeah. or is it just about immaturity level? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I do want to shout out um, SMerced0918 because <laughs> they said in the chat, how does he even take care of the dog? And that is... <laughs> A really good question. How do you take care of that little dog? Well, I, mean, I don't think Jihoon takes care of the dog. I'm sure his parents are yeah. the dog's life. 
I mean, I, yeah. It's more to what his friend said, Linda, about him being a disgrace to, you know, Korean men, et cetera, et cetera. I think what Ji-hoon lacks is a sense of stick to And they said that when they said, I don't see him sticking to having two jobs for 15 plus years. I mean, that is exhausting for anybody. But I think there's a lack of stick to with Ji-hoon. He just does not have, he hasn't developed that muscle in him yet. And but isn't he like 29, right? He is 29, but he's also been, I'm sure, sheltered. His- yeah. I mean, so- I just, yeah, I'm just interested to see, like, what has, I feel like he's not being completely honest with himself and with kind of his friends and everything about, like, how he, where he is in the state of, like, his mental state of, of like, making these these choices and, like, taking this, taking this responsibility. He just don't want to go to work. Anytime, you know, he just doesn't want to go to work. And that's, that's just it to it. And anytime your friends tell you that you're not, that you're nothing, like anytime your friends can call you out and say, you are a disgrace to the Korean men, that's a problem. That's a true problem anytime. All right, ladies, uh, let's move on to Brittany and Yazan. So Yazan meets with his parents. To make them aware that Brittany is on her way. She's coming. Dad is okay with it, right? Uh, but he wants to make sure that Brittany is ready, prepared, and expecting to convert to Islam. Um, and his dad does admit that he wasn't too keen about Brittany at first because he felt like they weren't a good fit because, you know, they're Muslim, she's not. But he was open to the possibility of her changing and converting. Um, Yazan tells his dad that he's planning to slowly introduce Brittany to their Muslim culture and to Islam. But it says in the meantime that Brittany will wear a hijab uh, when she's there in Jordan. Um, They're also aware about Brittany's previous marriage. And dad wants to make sure she's got those divorce papers in hand. Let's see. And and his dad makes it clear to Yazan, like, I don't want you to just be a boyfriend. I don't want you sleeping with her without you guys being married. It's time to, to get it together. But the problem is they've only spent 40 days together physically. So they both need to take that time just to kind of get to know each other. But his parents are not seeing it that way. Um, I think the elephant in the room, as we know, is once Brittany arrives... You know, Yazan gets very upset about finding this Patron bottle in her luggage or in her carry-on. He actually blows up at her. Yeah. Overall thoughts, lady. Do we feel like Yazan overreacted? Do we feel like just with all of the contention between their differences and everything like that, do we feel like this is going to be a successful situation? What do we think? Linda, I'm going to start with you because... I'm feeling energy from you right now. <laughs> well, because I've been there. I've been there before and um, a few times, actually. And I don't think he overreacted at all because this is not her first time there. So she knows exactly what it is to be in a Muslim country. And she knows um, their cultural beliefs. And she knows that there are certain things that are just not going to be okay. And, and smuggling in that you know big bottle of patron you know i i'm all for the patron but you got to respect where you are and that's always what i say you have to respect the culture of where you're visiting you might not agree with it but if you're planning to move there you're planning to marry this man which means that you have to convert there there has to be some compromise and i think that she came out the gate wrong and of course he's going to react to that because She's not only putting herself in, in, not in danger as in she's physically in danger, but like had customs caught that, who knows what could have happened to her. And he's there living there. He's the one that's responsible for her in that country. So I just thought she was all kinds of wrong. And I don't think that he overreacted at all. I think it was interesting how she said, well, I'm going to turn Yazan into a bad boy, basically. Like I'm going to, I think she's of the mindset that she's going to change him while he's in the mindset of she's going to, he's going to change her. I think that's, Sanaa, what are your thoughts? Um, For me, I just felt, (laughs) 
I was like, yeah, girl, you like Patron too? But um, <laughs> at the, <laughs> I'm like, okay, now she would have brought 1942. I think he would have lost. I, he would have been, he, he would have been out the country himself. But um, so I'm glad she didn't bring the 1942. But um, I think it was like, I agree with Linda. I always say you cannot date someone out of your culture or out of your race if you're not willing or religion, if you're not willing to, to really indulge yourself in their culture in in you know who they are because that's disrespectful especially if it's dry what if he never knew and they got pulled over or something and then they found the liquor or the alcohol mr pat ron chilling in her carry-on and they get in trouble you know so and then he tells her no hugs and she's up here hugging so it's just she has to be respectful and you know, it just seems like she just wants to do what she wants to do. And it also makes Americans look like we just don't care. Like we just do whatever we want and there's no consequences. And going to the chat, um, Jean Wilson, shout out to you, Jean. She said, I think Brittany is going to do what Brittany wants to do. And also um, some people in the chat are saying that uh, he went psycho. Like YouTube lovers said he went psycho. Geek girl said yes. Um, to um, overreacting as well. So some people in the chat are 50-50. They think he did overreact and some people are saying no, he didn't. Emily, what do you think? Yeah, so I I, I had such high hopes for this reunion. <laughs> I uh, I was did thinking... You? I did! Well, it, I because I, I remember in the last episode, the last few episodes, we were a little worried she might show up wearing something like super revealing. And so she, I feel like she tempered that a little bit this time. Like she, you know, um, but then, then she had the alcohol bottle and I was like, oh man. And I feel like his response though was a little alarming because if you're trying to be like, keep it like quiet that this happened like he is like he's like putting attention on them by having that big of a reaction so I was a little concerned like for the like if other people will come by and you know and and you know and then she gets taken away or in trouble or something like that um but I also understand where he's coming from because he said he had the conversation with her before like you can't bring any of that stuff in here so get, and then I have that mixed feeling of like, she has to embrace that culture and embrace that lifestyle. And she's not ready to do that yet. So, and I'm not sure if she ever will be at this, at this point. So my concern was with Yazan's reaction. I'm out of intense. It was intense. Not justifying Brittany's actions, but his reaction kind of, diverted the attention from what Brittany should have done to now why are you freaking out this intensely mm -hmm. about this situation it was it was in my opinion overly aggressive I mean he was cursing a lot and I'm like whoa very concerned <laughs> very very concerned so I don't know we're gonna see what happens with with this couple but um it was scary she even said if it, it you know that's how her ex used to react and stuff so she said if that's how he's gonna react on things and exactly. blow up i'm gonna give them a little bit of hope maybe it was just because of that situation but i mean but still like if you if she feels that uncomfortable and that unsafe that he had that reaction then that's like her gut instinct telling her that like something might be wrong so i think she should still go with her gut um but it, it is kind of uh, I'm gonna watch that. Okay. <laughs> oh, what? <Linda>? What? <laughs> I just—I have so much to say. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, I just—I think that you can't—you can't go and travel somewhere and run amok and do whatever you want. And oh. I think that, especially in a Muslim country where it's male-dominated, and I—you know—whether you believe it or not, what whether you agree with it or not, that's how it is. That's how it is and that's how it is. And even like the mom not being on camera because of cultural beliefs, beliefs and um, the culture and, and 
being Muslim, they take it very, very seriously. And I think that she is like being flippant about being in Jordan and wanting to do whatever she wants and thinking that there's going to be no consequences. I remember again, we're not in America where you can just do whatever you want, whenever you want, because you know, it's the land of the free. You're in a completely different country in a completely different culture. And perhaps he freaked out as much as he freaked out because he knows that they could all get in trouble and it's shocking. Yeah. And I, I, I would feel the same way. Like, it's like, not like it's, it's banned, but let's say, let's say, uh, Sanaa, you come to visit me in Canada and you smuggle in, um, I don't know, you smuggle in some Coke. Okay. You're a party girl. You're cool with it. But you know what? It's super illegal in Canada and you don't say anything. I just happen to see it in your bag. Yeah, I'm going to freak out. I'm going to freak out because you can get in trouble. I could get in trouble. You're my guest and you're moving here and now you have this stuff. So I I don't think that I just want you guys to perspective where it is. Like not just because you guys think that he freaked out and it was over, an overreaction. The consequences we have to talk about and where he is we have to talk about and the yeah. culture we have to talk about and all those things play a factor so it's not yeah. a small deal it was a big deal that's that thank you yeah all right so let's move on to our final couple of the night who is ariella and Binyang, aka baby um so we see that janice ariella's mom is going to go with her to ethiopia they're gearing up get ready to go to the go to the um airport she's saying bye to her sister and her nephew roman who by the way is extremely upset with her <laughs> for leaving he did not even want to look at her he was so mad he's a cutie pie um he says goodbye to the dad she says goodbye to her dad and like i said to her sister her dad seemed to take it okay um and her mom brought along some medical supplies that they'll probably need while they're there, which was good. Um, I think that just overall, Ariel is super blessed to have her mom accompany her mm -hmm. to, you know, this other company being that her mom has a, has a nursing degree and she's been, you know, been a nurse for so long. She can kind of oversee and know what the doctors are, are saying and understand everything that's going on. But um, Ariella is concerned that her mom is not going to like Binyang once they get to Ethiopia. Um, overall thoughts about this situation, ladies. Do you think that the mom is going to um, dislike him? We, we haven't met him yet, so we don't know much about him except for what we saw in the clips for the next episode. But what do we think is going to happen in this situation? Um, so now I'll start with you. Yeah, I think... Um her mom is going to be in a big surprise when she sees him and she knows that he is not Jewish as well. So I'm just really intrigued into knowing how she's going to handle with him not being Jewish and her having a baby by a man who is not Jewish. And like I said before, you know, I, I'm very intrigued and I would love to know if um she's dated a black man before as well too because that'll be a lot of cultural differences as well and because she is having you know a baby with someone else who is black so that'll be interesting but um I don't think it's gonna go out as smoothly and I don't think it's gonna happen like that I think it's gonna be a lot of bumps in the road and her mom is gonna be like shocked to know <laughs> what's it going on because his family on the little sneak peek his family was really skeptical about her too so it seems like both sides are really skeptical on the other's intentions mm -hmm. yeah emily what are your thoughts i mean yeah i mean i think i think you guys are right there's going to be a lot of like touch and go kind of skepticism and questioning kind of uh the 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 relationship kind of on both families, uh, you know, with both families, but I'm hoping that, that they can, because they have to come together because of the, the baby and all that, that they can, they can kind of find a common ground and just be like, okay, you know, we're all going to be connected. Um, I don't know where that common ground is coming from, girl. 
I don't know. We got to find it. <laughs> um, I'll be interested to see what happens with this couple because it sounds to me, and I said it last week, um, and like Sana said, in that preview, his friends are already calling him out. Like he has a pattern of dating American women, getting them pregnant. And I talked about it last week where that's a pattern of behavior. And, and for her to be, you know, picking up her life and calling him the love of her life. Well, you know, maybe let's see what happens. So I think that the, I think the mom and Ariella are both going to be in for a little bit of a shock in how he responds to the move. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I, I'm kind of up in the air. Usually I can kind of gauge like what's to come with a couple, but this one, I don't know because I haven't met, we haven't met him yet. So yeah. Don't, don't you think it's weird? Um, in the chat, it was brought up by um, Nicole Taylor. She said, I'm nervous to meet him. I, I, they haven't even done a video call or anything, which I think is kind of strange too. I haven't seen any FaceTimes or. So why, why, why is this couple different? Like, why are they not? I don't know. I I have no clue why we haven't met them, met him yet. Linda, do you know the dish? (laughs) (laughs) There, there really is not a dish. This is outside of, of their set ways at TLC and how they do couples. I don't know why we haven't met him yet. I, I guess we're going to meet him next next episode. Maybe he couldn't film in time. Maybe didn't get there in time. I have no idea. But, but uh, not one FaceTime call? But not a FaceTime or a Skype at any point? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But we're going to meet him next week, right? So let's see what happens. It could be logistics. It could just be them trying to keep the mystery. They can't give it give it all up front in the first four episodes. But um, I do want to hop into Armando and Kenny because we did miss them. Sorry about that, you guys. So Armando has a big talk with his parents. Um, and he comes out the closet for a second time. Uh, they have a tearful conversation. But I think it ended up being successful. They uh, the, Both parents seem to be accepting of his sexuality. They, they you know told him basically we love you you're our son um and you know they didn't want him to hurt they didn't want him to feel pain um the way that he expressed to them that he had been experiencing since his first time coming out the closet um but then the plot thickens he tells them about Kenny being his partner and how you know he found happiness with Kenny and how Kenny will be moving to Mexico and they will be moving away as a family with his daughter, Hannah. So the mom was definitely hurt about moving away, but she was accepting of it. Um, The dad said something very interesting. He said, time will tell. So he didn't say, no, I'm not accepting of it, but he didn't say, yes, I am accepting of it. What do you guys think about the exchange with Armando and his family? I mean, I, I thought this was a beautiful moment uh, for Armando. I think that him sharing his journey and coming out like that was just for other people. In, I just thought it was a special moment to share. I'm sure there are a lot of people that have gone through a uh, similar situation. So for his family to be accepting of him finally, uh, I think that that meant a lot. And, and it was such a sweet moment um, on 90 days because we don't really see a lot of that, but it shows a lot of realness to me, I thought. Um, I do think the dad accepted him and said that you will always be my son. And you could even see him hold his hand. What he had to think about was after they move and um, Armando comes back with Kenneth, will he be accepting of visiting? That's the part he said he had to think about. So, I mean, I think it takes baby steps. I think that it took the the family, the, the mom and the dad this long to accept their own son. Um, I can see the dad taking a moment, but I think he'll come around. So I thought that this was a beautiful moment for, for TLC. Um, so yeah, that's it. Yeah, I agree. I think it was a very real yeah, moment. it was. Beautiful. Definitely. Very real. And it also showed, um, I, I think they're very authentic, and I think they're one of the realest couples um, that TLC has had 
on the um, branches. I'm willing to stand on that one. You know, if they prove me wrong, I'm going to be like hurt. But I think they're one of the most genuine couples um, on the show, actually. And I'm glad he was able to speak his truth um, and tell how he feels. Um, time will tell because I'm telling you that when the, the his daughter, you know, that whole situation of like her not being as close to the family and everything, that's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds over time, as well as um, with Kenneth's um, uh, grandson, too. Emily, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this was actually my favorite moment of the episode. I think it was the most authentic. And, you know, it's such a big moment to uh, to come out to your family and, 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 and also just to like have this revelation of like, Hey, we're moving. And this person is coming here. Like there's so many, like, uh, so many things to reveal here for, um, Armando's parents and, and the parents have to take it all in and try to, and the fact that they still are accepting in this moment is just really, uh, it's just, it was really like, I got teary eyed. Like it was, it was really beautiful. And I think they are going to struggle later down the line, but I think in the end, the parents are, are going to do what's best for, you know, for their son and, and love him and accept his partner. Um, that's my hope. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I'm excited to kind of watch them watch, um, Armando and, and, and kind of kind of grow because I think it's going to be, uh, be, be even more beautiful to see them kind of come together all their families absolutely all right you guys let's get into our special segment who emily is in charge of i'll let her explain it to you awesome so today we are going to cover uh kind of your moment as if uh what it would be like if you moved uh to one of the countries that our couples have to move to. So we're going to cover India today. And so it's just some interesting facts and some, uh, some uh, tips. Have, have any of you been? No, 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 no. Okay. So uh, it is one of the, like one of the largest countries by land mass. It has about 1.3 billion people as a population. Um, and again, I apologize if the numbers are a little off. I did as much research to get the best numbers possible. So um, uh, they have 28 different territories or states within India and then different territories that break it up. Just like we have, you know, um, in the United States and we have in Europe, you have different, um, different areas, uh, regions. And uh, New Delhi is the capital and the Indian rupee is the currency. And so some of the, the two main languages is English and Hindi, um, but they have like 21 other different languages within that realm that they, that the country uh, has within its uh, India constitution. Um, and then there's also other like 1500 other languages within the region, different dialects and different tones and stuff. It's incredible. Um, and of course, you have the incredible dishes and just the food uh, from India. And it has a lot, of, um, a lot of influence, of course, from all the different cultures and countries and regions uh, from around the world. And so you have it broken into like North, South, East, and like West Indian type of dishes. And um, so a lot of it's like rice and veggies. You have like thousands of different spices. You have lots of cream. Um, and again, you can get like in LA, in Los Angeles, you can get tons of amazing food as well. Um, so I want to also talk about this housewarming custom because this was big in this episode. And so I looked up kind of what the type of, what the ceremony is like and what kind of different, because it, it can go, um, there's like simpler ceremonies and then there's more, um, more complicated ceremonies. And in this episode of 90 Day Fiance, we saw the more complicated ceremony with the full cow in the house. <laughs> um, and so this ceremony is called Griha Pravesh. And I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But uh, one of the basic ceremonies that you can do is boil uh, milk 
into a pot and then have it overflow. And part of that is the symbolic nature of like hoping that your wealth will overflow. And you can also burn some incense around the house to purify the space before you enter it. And then there's also, then the Ganesh Puja is um, the, the, the cow ceremony. And that's where you walk the cow around the house. And um, that just helps kind of, kind of um, gather the, the wealth and, and, um, and since it is like a, uh, a, um, a, a figure that they, um, that they look up to. Um, and it means, it means a lot to them. Um, and if you're going to visit um, India, uh, there's uh, the Taj Mahal, which is a UNESCO World Heritage, Heritage Site. And millions of people visit, uh, visit annually. And um, there's also incredible 12th century temples throughout the country that you can visit and amazing um, cities and uh, tech, uh, tech cities that are like heavy and like building the tech industry around the world. And so there's tons, I could go on for a while. So, <laughs> so, uh, there's some incredible places to visit, incredible foods and people and culture. And so I hope we can all go one day and, um, I'm sure we'll see more into that culture as we watch 90 day fiance. All right. Thank you, Emily for the, all those good uh, details. I've learned a lot about India. Um, let's throw it to Linda for our 90-day news and gossip. Linda, what's the tea? Uh, there is some tea. There's definitely some tea. So first and foremost, uh, Devin from the season and Jeffrey from the previous season are in a feud. And the few started online as they always do. And uh, Devin's mad at TLC uh, because she said that the part where she was talking about uh, Drusilla being four um, was edited. And so Jeffrey chimes in and Jeffrey says, um, I'm pretty sure that Devin doesn't know how old her kid is in a, in a, in a comment and then he goes on to say a bunch of other stuff about Devin who he clearly is not a fan fan of um so he shares his thoughts on her on her motherhood uh she she he bluntly called her quote unquote a joke um and then he said he'd never come across someone that's so quote entitled um and then he called her plain worthless so he went on and on and on just attacking her mom shaming her um saying that she should focus on raising her kids rather than letting other people do it for her and so she commented back and she said that he's a disgusting human being and uh they are in a full-on feud right now so i don't know where this is coming from on jeffrey's end uh, i don't know why he felt he needed to chime in um, but I just think mom shaming is never okay. Despite what you think about a person, uh, coming after them as a parent is not okay. And I would, I would encourage Jeffrey to think about how he feels and how he's been dragged in on social media and what people have said about him and, and his children. So I'm going to leave that at that. And you guys can chime in in the comments in the live chat and let me know what you think about it. Um, on a side note, because I am speaking about Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey reported a major blog, and I'm not going to name the blog, uh, and you can find out on social media, you can go to uh, his page, you can go to our, uh, the 90 day page and find out, but he reported a major blog and said that um, they stole some of his copyrighted material, and so that blog on Instagram had like a lot, a lot of followers. And I guess they've been around for like 10 years and they, their page got shut down because he reported them. So that was just a side note. Um, moving on, more Devin news. So uh, Devin posted to her social media to, earlier today, she reposted 
a photo of Corey, and you guys remember Corey, right? Corey, yeah. and his other shows, we talked about how he was not really happy with Evelyn having an OnlyFans account, and then he got an OnlyFans account. Well, now he's promoting Devin's fan, uh, OnlyFans account. So she reposted him, and he basically just said, follow Devin on OnlyFans, swipe up, and it's a photo of, you know, Devin, you know, kind of seductively lying on the bed. But I guess the news here is the fans, you guys, are not happy about a fundraiser that's part of this OnlyFans account. So someone else posted um, this fundraiser, and basically uh, on the OnlyFans account, it looks like Devin is uh, raising, trying to raise $4,000 um, in order to get breast augmentation. And the fans are livid. And all day today on social media, people were hitting me up, tagging me in things, and just going off. And the comments are on fire. You guys are on fire. You think it's not okay, and all of this stuff. And a big fight broke out online. And so people are up in arms about it. And so uh, I want to know what you guys think. What do you guys think about this? And is it such a big deal? Um, I don't know. You guys let me know. And moving on to uh, Jihoon, because we're talking about Devin and Jeffrey and it all works together. Uh, Jihoon has been kind of um, quiet on his social media and uh, not posting a lot. And he had uh, not posted for a while, but he recently posted um, kind of a funny thing. Uh, it's like a penis or smaller, and it shows Devin holding these small little condoms. Because we remember from last episode, the joke that was out there. So I guess he's like joking about it. But what is funny is his cap caption. He's like, holy shit, really? Question mark, question mark, question mark. So, you know, maybe his manhood is a little hurt. I don't know. Maybe he's joking. I don't know. But I thought that that was hilarious. Um. And then, guys, I wanted to talk to you about Kenneth. Uh, so Kenneth posted on his Instagram uh, a photo of himself looking like fire. And his comment is just being an old dude. Now, guys, this man is 57 years old. And I want to know where, what part of him is 57? Because he looks amazing. His skin's amazing. His hair's amazing. His style is amazing. He's fit. All of these things, 57, like, I don't know what I think 57 looks like, but when I see him, I don't see 57. So I'm going to go ahead and need Kenneth to talk about whatever it is he does, what he eats, what his skincare is, uh, what gym he goes to, all that stuff. So that when I get to that age, I can be like, damn, I got, I got it going on like this dude. Like, look how amazing he looks, guys. Do you agree with me? Yeah, I, I think do. He's amazing. Very good care of himself. Yes. And then... Because everyone loves dogs and dog photos, uh, he also posted a photo of Truffles, his dog. Um, and Truffles just celebrated uh, 16 years. And Ooh, so happy birthday, Truffles. Yeah. And he says, my best girl who's been there for me always. Happy 16th. And he also goes on to say that we are actually going to meet Truffles on this journey on 90 Day Fiance. So that's going to be exciting to see this cute little dog on some of their episodes. Um, and then just because I thought that uh, Armando's story was really touching and like we've all said, very genuine. And I know that it spoke to a lot of people who have struggled uh, with having to come out and not being supported and not feeling heard and all of those things. Uh, he posted a really beautiful family photo. And I just think that it's important to show it because to him, like he said, family means everything. And I think that he's also exposing us to uh, Mexican culture and how important family is in Mexican culture. Um, and so having to deal with some issues but still remaining a family is, is just a beautiful thing. Um, and then uh, on a funny note, uh, Jenny posted to her Instagram a photo of Samit. And it said he was on his way to pick her up. And I was looking at the photo. So you're on a, like, not a unicycle, but you're on a single person bike with something on the back. Like, where are you, where, where is she going? Is she sitting in the back of it? 
Are you going to push her around like you're pushing like a trolley? Like, I am I need some information on this photo. And I know it's a joke, but like, you're not, me personally, I'm not getting on the back of that and you, with nothing to hold on to, and you're going to just ride around on your bicycle. There's and, little bars you can go Listen, I'm not holding on a bar for two and a half hours. If it took you two and a half hours in a car to get home, how lo- where are you right now? And how long is it going to take you to bicycle me home? You better call me some, some type of other person to do some stuff. I don't know. Um, but I think it's hilarious and really cute. And then last but not least, uh, I want to talk about Brittany um, and her response to the alcohol. So she posted a video to her Instagram. Uh, in response to, I guess, some of the flack that she's getting because of this Patron thing. Um, And she says, enjoying a little alcoholic some-something as my man smokes 25 cigarettes in one sitting. So she is unbothered. I think she thinks that, hey, you know what? I I had some alcohol, but you smoked. So we both have our vices, so what? And uh, if you guys want to go to her Insta and take a look at the full video, you are more than welcome to. It's hilarious. She's literally getting down unbothered. And that is our news and gossip. Yeah, thanks, Lenny. Awesome. You always, always keep us covered with the 90-day news and gossip. For those of you that don't know, Linda and I have a weekly 90-day news and gossip show that we do on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So make sure you guys join us. All right, so before we close out, just some really quick predictions. Uh, Emily, I'm going to start with you. What are your predictions for next episode? Oh, my gosh. So I think uh, Brittany, I think I think Brittany might uh, have another confrontation at some point in this uh, next episode. There's going to be another incident. Um, I think I think Jenny and uh, Sumit are going to find some type of uh, like they're gonna they're gonna find something to do to help kind of their their new their new house and stuff like that um and I think uh I think Jihoon and stuff I think that's gonna come to a head with the job situation and there's gonna be uh there's gonna be a big fight and and, and something that's just gonna um gonna put put that couple over the edge okay so now what are your predictions for next Oh, I think Jihoon is going to um, finally break the news to Devin. Look, I don't have a job. So I think he's going to either try to do that or try to some way in some capacity, try to scram and get a job just asking anybody like, do you need a dishwasher? Do you need a cashier? Anything. Um, So I think that's something he's going to try to cover up before she gets there. Linda? Uh, what am I predicting? I'm predicting that Yazan and Brittany are going to have, uh, just it's going to go downhill from here. I think that the family is going to be super upset with some of her ways uh, because she's not really trying to convert and do anything at all. Uh, I think that Jenny's going to be in for a big surprise. I think that uh, Samit is still hiding something from her. And like I said, I don't think her, his parents know that she's back and moved and he's moving with her. And I think she's going to find out and it's going to be a hot mess. All right. My prediction is that uh, Devin's mom is going to tell her, let's go back home. Once she realizes that she does not have a job, she's not leaving her baby and her grandbabies in South Korea with a man who cannot take care of it. Those are my predictions. Um, You guys, where can everybody find you on social media? So now where can people find you? Um, everyone can find me at I am underscore S-A-N-A underscore on Instagram and on Twitter at I am underscore Sana. And I do want to shout out some of the people in the chat because they've been going crazy. And without them, we would not be the ESPN of TV talk. So I just want to shout out Texas Gina, um, Raydella Lewis, YouTube lover, Bria Carter, S. Foray. Um, 
and Nakia Emanuel, the other just CC. Oh, you were going crazy in the chat too. So I just want to um, just say thank you to all of you guys because you guys bring the heat in the chat. I literally crack up all the time. Yes, thank you. Oh my God, I love the chat. <laughs> Emily, where can everybody find you on social media? You can find me on all social media platforms at Emily May Heller. Okay, Linda? Guys, uh, all across social media, Linda is so girly. Continue to hit me up. Uh, I love hearing from you. You can slide into those DMs and uh, send me anything 90 day related. Also, guys, make sure to like and subscribe. You guys did a great job yesterday of liking and subscribing. So please just keep that going. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and also, just a side note, a little like shout out to myself. Um, guys, over at AfterBuzz TV, um, on our at AfterBuzz TV Instagram, they did a little spotlight of me and all my 90 day stuff. So head over there and like, 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 and let them know that you love all this 90 day stuff that we do at AfterBuzz. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's it. Linda is so girly. I'll talk social media and I'll see you guys tomorrow with the weekly news and gossip. Yes. Thank you guys so much for joining us. All 80 people that were in the live chat. Like Linda said, give us a thumbs up, you guys. We appreciate each and every one of you and do our best to engage with you every week. You can find me on social media at Ms. Ashley Marie. That's on Instagram and on Twitter. You can find me at Ashley Marie 422. We'll see you guys. If not tomorrow, we'll see you next week. And we appreciate and love you all. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.